Brench. 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 <laughs> I can't even get the first word. Right. Welcome, Welcome to Brench French Murmurs. Welcome to Brench French Murmurs. If we do it in France, is it called French reactions? <laughs> Have you been keeping that one in your back pocket? Oh. Just came out. Just, just That's came, a, just that came is up with impressive. it. Bench reactions is brought to you still by absolutely no one else except ourselves. We don't have sponsors yet, but we're still hoping that the soda shop down the street could sponsor us. Or J- Jason, maybe there's a sponsor in France you could get us while you're there. Or Italy. Uh, <laughs> we we could be sponsored by that one place that you buy soap at at one a.m. in the morning. <laughs> you know, is that where <laughs> you were on last every night? Corner. Seven yeah. Eleven. <laughs> Ooh, should we be sponsored by that smelly guy in the sleeper train next to you? <laughs> yes. Welcome to Bench Reactions, the NBA podcast where we talk about the latest NBA news while breaking down the game from various perspectives, including legal, front office perspective. There are some law degrees in the room. One of them is here today with us. We've got... Pat Hervey, we've got Jason Lamprecht, Esquire, and myself, your host, Chase Baker. What a week it's been, not just on the court, but off the court as well. Uh, We're going to break down Mm -hmm. and dive into the latest bits of news, especially pertaining to the Nets with Kyrie Irving being suspended for five games because of... at minimum, yeah, minimum, for for the promotion and his lack of denying the uh, anti-Semitic documentary um, that he tweeted about. He had a disastrous press conference where he multiple. was constantly picked at multiple mm. disastrous press conferences where yeah. he was picked and poked apart by uh, journalists like pretty handily and uh, didn't really have much to say about it until an Instagram post surfaced of an apology, which was then followed by news of a suspension. So the apology probably didn't come off as sincere because it was a little bit like your hand just got slapped. You should say sorry because you got caught instead of being actually was, sorry. Was, so, was the post pre-suspension? I saw it after the suspension. It was. I after. saw it before. So then it was probably mm-hmm. posted after and some folks probably just discovered it like I did. Before, yeah. Like, you know, after, but even then, yeah. chances are he was pulled into an office <clears throat> give or given notice rather. And then like, hey, you're suspended. Go make an apology. So that happened this week, of course, with in the news that the Nets are close to locking down <laughs> Ime Udoka to run Which, their team. I don't know if you saw that, that Sean Marks came out. And when they asked him that question, he was like, absolutely not. Which... For me, if you're going to sort of... That they were hiring Ime? Well, that that they had the coach nailed down already. That was his response. Mm. It was like, okay, so now you're just waiting like the three, four days before you can say, yeah, this is, that's who we're going with. I Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was was a little too too strong of a response for it to be not that. That's what we like to call a soft launch in the biz, (laughs) you know? Is that in in the lawyer biz? I don't know what kind of I'm not in any kind of biz actually. I just you know you're a world you're in the world traveler biz right now. You could be a blogger. Yeah, you should be a travel blogger, bro. bro you're an yeah, influencer my Instagram now. is the soft launch of my travel blog. Mm. Is what it is. You should just call that you should know. be your handle at soft launch and be like a traveling lawyer <laughs> that just blogs. Dude. <laughs> I don't think I think there's probably a better better handle I, you can come up with. Nope, nope. Soft launch. That's the one. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do want to say I just props yeah. to props to Jason. His, uh, his Instagram right now is fuego, pure fuego. Is, Go check him out. Hot? I appreciate the that, jealousy man. levels are through the roof. So that means you're yeah. doing your Instagram, uh, job very well. Uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm actually trying to get you all to move to Europe so I can stay. Nice. That's well, what, and you're trying to get a sponsor for, for the pod, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't need a job. Who needs a job? Well, you know who apparently doesn't need a job is Kyrie Irving. Because no matter Oof, how good he plays basketball, exactly. it feels like... Well, and, and to, for, to add my perspective to this, my two cents, it feels a lot like 
like last year when, you know, he was at this sort of like, I couldn't care less if I play ball, I'm going to be me. I'll, you know, like I don't care about vaccine mandates with the, in terms of the, what the NBA has put down. I am, you know, I'm not going to get vaccinated. So I just don't need to show up to the home office of the Nets home court to play ball. I'll play everywhere else. Right. And it's interesting to note, and this is sort of my uh, statistic that I'm uh, tacking on to this, that I just saw over Kyrie Nets' career with the Brooklyn Nets, he has played in 111 games. Do you both years. think that he has played more games or that he has missed more games that he has played? Or do you think that he has missed less games than he has played in? Oh, I, Definitely I would more. certainly say he's missed more than he's played. True. He has. So he's played 111 games. He's missed 128. Oh, wow. So it's, it's just been surprising. a very weird, tumultuous time. Well, his he, entire time there, with was the Nets. That, there was that first season yeah. when, like, when he played probably like ten to fifteen games because, like, he, you know, he, I think he decided that until KD was playing, that the team wasn't good enough for him to play, <laughs> um, and so they just came up with injuries all year for him, and then we had COVID, and then you know, it just snowballed. It's been one so, yeah, I thought the stat you were going to share, Chase, is that the Brooklyn Nets are averaging like seven and a half controversies a week at this point over those four years. <laughs> yes, yeah, 7.25, but we round up to just, seven and a half controversies an, per it's week. It's just yeah. been an absolute train wreck. I mean, through and through the whole time, um, in some ways I feel a little bit bad for KD. Y'all know my history with uh, with my guy, Kevin Durant, you know, well, mm-hmm. loved him dearly when he was in OKC and then he ripped my heart out when he went to Golden State. But I uh, I'm, I would say I'm somewhat back on the, the KD train now and I want to feel bad for him, but at the same time, when you hit your wagon to somebody like Kyrie, it's you gotta you, you gotta know that there are gonna be consequences. And it's interesting because if you think about the last four years with the Nets and just all the 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 issues they've had, the ups and downs they've had, the roller coaster ride it's been, it really feels like most, if not all of it, can be traced back to Kyrie in a certain way, shape, or form. You know that gif with uh with the dude from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's got all the little like yarn pieces and <laughs> oh, he's yeah. snapping it out. Yep. That's, oh, yeah. It all comes back to, to Kyrie. You know, you think about James Harden, you think about Pepe Silva, Steve man. Nash. Pepe think, Silva. Yeah, I need to watch the show all the way through, but it's um, <laughs> it's just been a wild ride and, you know, the Nets have to be pretty grateful that they didn't, uh, didn't sign him to a long-term deal this offseason because that would have been really bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I think it seems like the Nets and KD both knew that that situation with Kyrie was not going to get better just because the vaccine wasn't an issue anymore because they didn't sign him and KD tried to get out. Like, you he, actually, he, you he actually can't blame change. him at this point. He's very he clear that he wanted leave. out. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you, we're all acting like we're forgetting that that happened like literally about including him, by the way. My favorite yeah. my favorite was watching his response to the Steve Nash thing and him being like, Man, you know, yeah, it's it's just been Shucks. like it's been a hard off season. Aww. Who could have seen it's yeah. like the hot rod scene we're when Rico the, <laughs> We're all trying to find the guy who did this. Denial. <laughs> when he's got the TV Deflect. in his hand. <laughs> who could have done something like this? People are are crazy. It just got nuts. Like you just have to. All you can do is just like hide and pray. (laughs) Hide and pray. That's the Netflix's new or Netflix. The the, that's the Nets' (laughs) new slogan uh, that they're printing Mm. T-shirts for right now. They're going to have them laid over all the chairs at the next few home games. Is hide and pray. No, I mean it's it's honestly wild. I we're going to talk about a mud pie moment later. Uh, This is. This one's like too obvious to do for Mud Pie Moment, and we don't need to talk about it any more than this. But like, <laughs> it is actually like a clear analogous situation to the actual uh, Mud Pie sketch from I Think You Should Leave because <laughs> he had a gigantic <laughs> Mud Pie and he used way too small a slice to wipe it up. Like, <laughs> honestly. They t- so the mud pie moment not only is that there is a mud pie, but is that when they tried to f- fix it, they made it worse. Way too small a slice. Too small way a slice. Too, so that everything you touch from then on is contaminated with the mud pie still. Honestly. Like, Kyrie, he, he waits. He, ha- he does two terrible press conferences where he doesn't, admit to anything being wrong with anything he's done. He actually fights back against the reporters. And then after he is already suspended, he issues a written apology 
yeah. from his PR team. Yeah, like, his his are, his agent or or someone that they hired said, "Hey, can you write?" I up a, still don't a post? think we're ever going to hear him actually say on a live microphone or in front of a camera that any of that was wrong. Like he, the, the written statement from his PR team is the, the best he could do the yeah. best, like the best thing that could be like extracted. And it's from too him. little and, too and late. Only, absolutely. Nike well, already, and, and, Nike suspended him. Did you guys see that? Uh, they suspended yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're uh, suspending the release him, yeah. of the Kyrie eights. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, good. It's I, tough. Like, Cause like he's got to learn somehow. We're, we're in this player empowerment era of basketball, like, which is great for many reasons, but he's because of this little hole he's dug himself in. He's like, no, like, I don't, you know, I don't have to apologize for something. That's just a view of mine. Like I'm not like in the same press conference, he was like, I'm not gonna, he's like, I'm like, like, I'm going to think what I want to say. Like, there's nothing wrong with like having my perspective, but in the same press conference, he's like, I can't remember. He was kind of like ragging on somebody else for a view that they had. There's not, it just feels like, like players have this platform now, like, and they have the freedom and also now like the acceptance that it's like, cool, like you be you, like, and you can be you in a press conference, like you be you, right? Like, um, but But he's co-opted that mentality because, but to, to like not fully think through the giant hole that he's dug himself to. And he just keeps digging deeper and deeper every press conference by deflecting responsibility. I mean, he says stuff like, I'm I'm just a huge, I'm just a guy. I'm just a regular guy. And then the next sentence, he's like, you know, I, I have this special platform for me to share my message. And it's like, well, it's, it's, it can't be both at the same time. I just think there, I don't, I mean, unless you guys can think of somebody, I, there there hasn't been an enigma like Kyrie Irving in the league for maybe ever. I, I don't know if, if I can think of anybody else in the history of the league that has been. There was a little bit of like this with this like guy. Kareem, right? Way back in the day, like when he like was really just like trying to shun everybody and, and uh, being far more proactively vocal about, uh, you know, social injustice and everything he's fighting for back then. But that was that's a that was like a whole other time where well and it it never one one like Kareem has been consistently or very consistent about his opinions and about what he stands for he is a like clearly like a a righteous uh, a warrior for the things that he cares mm-hmm. about Kyrie like he's just all over the place well yeah Kareem like, was very just, consistent about like what yes. like his his message. Like his, like you could even call it his brand. It was like, a, like everyone knew what it was. Yes. Like there wasn't this, like there wasn't this shroud of like, oh, I'm going to deflect and say this if you catch me off guard. Like Kyrie's clearly not <clears throat> prepared to back some of the things that he thinks. And he's not prepared to think about, to think about the implication of what he says or what he thinks and how that could impact his career. Which is why I said early on, it's like, he like he he he's clearly passionate about these things, but it feels that he's simply being very reactive from the public perspective. Again, I, don't, I don't know him, totally. right? Like I'm not trying to like pin him as like one person or the other, but it it from the observation that we're getting from the outside, it's clear that he's being very reactive. Whereas Kareem was like very centered and very like no, like A B C D F G, like this is what is going on, and Kyrie is is pointing to like very clearly mis- misinformative information to say, well, check out that thing. And I, I, th- I think, you know, Hey, well, it's sort of like the, whenever someone's being interviewed and instead of like answering a question, they answer your question with a question to deflect and say, uh, I think they call it what about Well, what about that? What about this? Yeah. Kyrie's in his own version of what about that is that that's not really getting him anywhere on the court and off the court. And he's just making it impossible for like anyone to consistently root for him because you, you just roll the dice uh, when it comes to what his next thing is going, his next stand is going to be. Uh, but you know, you know who is rooting for him right now, or who are, who is benefiting from all of this? Benjamin Simmons, <laughs> the Australian. <laughs> oh. How wonderful must it be for Ben Simmons to not? be getting any attention right now it's newton's law everything is going towards Kyrie right now and it's going away (laughs) from ben simmons ben just gets to go out there he's not even playing right uh, now he's uh, he's out for the next couple games i mean that we want to talk about the basketball piece of this i don't i mean Uh, they they destroyed the wizard the wizards last night i don't know if you you guys saw the clip of uh kd absolutely oh destroying just just snatched those ankles those ankles it was was a beautiful thing but 
I from a basketball standpoint, that that's the other thing is I just don't know how they remedy this. Like I I can't see a scenario where Kyrie comes back and it's kumbaya and then they all rally together. Who's gonna rally behind Kyrie and be like? They wrongly accuse this guy. We need to get behind him and let's all band together and play, you know, play our best ball the rest of the season. You add on top of that, all the Ben Simmons stuff. They don't even have a coach right now. I don't think, I know, you know, Steve Nash obviously had his uh, his opportunities to improve, but I don't, I can't think of a single coach that's going to be able to come in and salvage the season. Yeah, it's just going to be, have to be somebody who um, who is good at, blocking out all the noise, giving everybody a common enemy or a common uh, thing to work on. I feel like Ime is that kind of guy, potentially, um, uh, if he ends up being the guy. And he'll have every reason to want everyone to block out the noise, too. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I think KD is at least is very receptive to, let's not talk about anything but ball. Let's just ball. Dude, that's the thing. Um, that's the thing that that might rally the Nets. I I, I personally I personally think Josai should just blow up that team. I think he should ride uh, the high, currently still very high trade value of Kevin Durant as soon as he possibly can, which still may not be for who knows how long until the right suitor comes with a good trade, right? But on the other hand, if you know, like what most powerful people do, they just dig in their heels and say, "No, we're going to keep going." Uh, they could kind of turn themselves into the, this like island of misfit toys where Ime comes in with this like chip on his shoulder. KD perpetually was born with a chip on his shoulder and ha- and it got even bigger when he went to the Warriors from the Thunder. And then of course, Kyrie is manufacturing multiple chips on his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> just as we stacking up. He's just, he's just stacking them up. Look at these Lay's. <laughs> Look at these Pringles. Look at these Ruffles. <laughs> Look at my shingles. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, but for reals, like, (laughs) like the Nets could also band together if Ben comes back and even just, you know, it can, can change his like six, six points on six assists and six rebounds performances into like maybe double, double, triple, triple numbers, double, double numbers, barely. They, they could be, they could triple, 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 dude. A hundred points, a hundred rebounds, (laughs) a hundred assists. In one game. Yes, triple double. Definitely not. Triple, <laughs> triple you've be never nuts. seen before. Only um, if Ben gets a triple triple will we care. No, that they could be like a like an island of misfit toys thing if they band together. Because there could be a com like don't you don't have to like unite towards this um you know very high a, a, a high level of like, hey, let's do this great amazing thing. All you have to do is say, They hate us. This guy hates you. Their dad, they're they rooting against you. Because they hate us, exactly. That's enough to get people going. That could get the Nets going if they can if they can pull themselves together. You know what might also help is if their new coach has a more than a passing interest in defense. <laughs> you know? Here we go. It would help. Here we go. Steve Nash's yes. number one hater. Let's hear it. Let's give him the platform. Here you go. It's your turn. No, I am guys. I'm just. I'm shocked, appalled, <laughs> dismayed that. The Brooklyn Nets organization hired Steve Nash to coach the team, having never been even an assistant coach. He, he I guess, he was a low-key consultant for the Warriors. Um, never, never played a second of defense in his career. He brought along Mike D'Antoni, who famously, <laughs> according to Jalen Rose, never had them practice defending the Spurs' actions during a playoff series. When they were in a playoff series, they would practice running their own offense and not practice defending anything the Spurs did. Brought along D'Antoni to be his assistant coach. And shockingly, the team could score a million points and never made it past the West the East Finals in a COVID year. So, you know, I think they I think they have a lot of room to grow and uh, I, I see some potential. I'm actually buying low on the nets right now, maybe. Okay. Wow. Here's the thing. I there are some clear roster gaps here. Like they, they don't have besides Nick Claxton and Shaden Sharp Shaden Sharp? No, not mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp. Uh, no, it's um Dayron uh, Sharp. Dayron Sharp. Dayron, yeah. um, Tar Heel. They don't have any centers on the team. And the problem is Ben Simmons for all of his faults. The reason why he was an all-defense guy before was because he was running around guarding smaller dudes. He was a 
a perimeter guy, a perimeter defender, and now you're asking him to do something that he's never done in his career. Sure. And I think it's going to take some time. I just if they can if they can sort of shore up the uh, the center spot, get some big guys in there, and then I I mean they have a I think theoretically they have a lot of shooting on the team. That's not yeah. going to equate to defense per se, but I there's still potential there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Seth Curry, Joe Harris, you know, uh, even Royce O'Neal can can sink some threes from time to time. So they've got some support there. But now it's just the circus, though. It's just the circus. Speaking of circus, it feels Ooh, like only two and a half weeks into the season. Uh, the entire league has been a bit of a circus. We talked about parody last week, right? We talked a lot about how we're so much happier now than we were a few years ago with this whole like, well, nothing matters because the Warriors are going to playoffs and my nothing is, I'm, I'm going to just turn off the TV now. But now, uh, two and a half weeks in, it's just still sheer chaos. Sheer chaos. You've got Luca with just still like career high numbers, but like the Mavericks aren't like super consistent, aren't even as consistent really as that performance. We've got the Jazz coming out of nowhere with just a, at the very least a feel good story of the season. Who knows how that will continue? But uh, no, Jason feels uh, good about it, right? Jason, after uh, that uh, Lakers loss last night, feeling good. You know, yeah. If, if the <laughs> Jazz continue to shoot like the. Uh, like every player on their team is Larry Bird incarnate. Um, I don't know how that's happening. Like Larry it's insane. Legend. Larry, it's Larry Legend right now, and I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll dive in deeper why uh, about what that is in a little bit here. But uh, I, I, I want. I let's share takes on who we think, whether it's a team or a player. Uh, you know, who do we already feel pretty confident in with two and a half weeks of data to look through now? Take that for data. Uh, so I don't necessarily, my, my takes are not necessarily about, um, who I feel good about, but I do have some observations that I would like to share with ye. So, uh, my, my first observation, it's only been two and a half weeks. Ah, It's only been two and a half weeks, but (laughs) it is looking like Orlando, Houston, and Detroit will probably be headed for top five lottery odds yet again. Um, Houston looks terrible. Orlando looks... I have some more hope in Orlando. Detroit's defense is just horrific. I mean, it's it's so, so bad. They played basically the Cavs, like, second-string guys last night and got blown out. I think the final score was, like, 112 to 88, even when they were playing all their dudes. Um, I say all that, but I actually think that Charlotte might end up being the worst team in the league when all is said and done. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some stats on you guys. So they are currently 16th on defense. Not bad, not terrible, probably a little yeah. bit unexpected. They're 26th on offense, and I don't know if you guys. Uh, I mean, this is probably a dumb question, but I don't know. Speaking of deep cuts, I don't know if you guys have watched any Charlotte Hornets basketball, but it's pretty rough right now. Um, Terry Rozier is out with an ankle sprain. Lamelo hasn't played a second this season because he has a high ankle, a high ankle sprain that he suffered a few weeks ago. I haven't seen a timetable for him to come back, and I know this is going to be just. A, a absolute shocker for you guys, but Gordon Hayward is actually hurt again as well. So <laughs> Iron Man, yeah, Iron Man, yes, oh. Iron Man. That's what he's known as in the league. Um, maybe it's his haircut that you know. I don't know. Had an impact on his uh, his equilibrium. Is equi- <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he got thrown. It off affected by his, his hair aerodynamics, and, and, and he slipped over. and fell. Whoa. <laughs> um, They've Whoa. lost three games in a row. They, ha- I, th- I actually, I, they had a pretty decent start to the season, but they've lost three games in a row. They were blown out by Memphis, 130 to 99 last night. Mm-hmm. The roster is just not good. Like, I, if you guys look at the, the roster, you've got like Mason Plumley out here running the break, <laughs> throwing the ball off the backboard when he's trying to make passes. Um, besides Terry Rozier, he's who's only played two games at the beginning of the season. Their highest scorer. Is is Gordon, and he's averaging seven seventeen point four points per game. That's not great. Um, the the team just deal. the team can't score, and they don't really have the personnel to create competent offense. Besides, 
Kelly Oubre blowing kisses to the crowd and um, the bench when he uh, when he hits threes. So I just I, I think that when all is said and done, when you take into account the the injuries that have happened already, the start that they've had, and the fact that they brought back a coach that they fired like three or four years ago, which is just so, which is just uh, incredible so rich. stuff. Um, I don't feel great about them. Love to see people forgiving the one, yeah. It's great. I think there are other people in the league that probably are not going to be forgiven that we've already talked about up to this point. But um, the one bright spot, I, again, I, I don't think you, I, I take it you guys probably haven't watched a ton of uh, Hornets basketball, but Dennis Smith Jr. having a little bit of a renaissance. Yeah. He's actually looked pretty good. That. That, makes, that makes me so happy because for some reason or another, like right when he got drafted out of college, I just like loved watching. He's one of those like electrifying like awesome the dude could like at NC State. Jump, I mean, jump, yeah. jump the roof, as they say. Um, had like a kind like a relatively decent rookie season, and then you know kind of fell off after that. So I love yeah. I love good Dennis Smith Junior. News. Yeah, he's shooting forty three percent from three. I mean he's he's looked good. Um, but again, they can't they can't really do anything on offense. So I I don't know. I I just uh, I look at the other teams and there's there's at least competency even like. You look at the Thunder, you look at the Pacers, you look at the Spurs. Those are teams that are theoretically supposed to be in that bottom six or seven teams. And they, they might still end up being there. But Charlotte, I just, I don't see this turning around. No, I mean, if you look at Char- if you look at the Hornets last year, that, that funnish, you know, competitive, frisky team, it feels like a lot of that success was driven by a one-two punch that has not played a minute uh, because of injury and because of... Legal I didn't issues, even. I forgot. I didn't even mention that. I didn't even mention that piece. You know, no. I I remembered because uh, that I read a, a breakdown on and how the case has been settled and, and resolved. So um, Miles is not going to jail. He's not going to be incarcerated. Oh. Um, and so he's going to be on probation, doing treatment for I believe four years, um, which means he's free to play basketball. Sounds like. Do you think they're going to bring him back? I mean, I, that sounds like a PR nightmare. I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, if there's any place that could bury it, it would be Charlotte. Like, do they have? Uh, do they it's have true. media down there um, covering this team? I don't know. I'm sure they do. Uh, I mean, they're, but they're yeah. now, they're commentators, amazing. But yeah, I don't know about the media. It though. is oh, a very man. it is a very curious situation, though. I, I anticipate he probably won't come back, but he's not. But <clears throat> he could. He, like he 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 has the actual personal liberty to come back if he if they wanted him to, um, but yeah but yeah if you told me that neither of those guys were going to play I'd be like yeah look pretty ugly for the Hornets you know um, and so we'll see. Oh, I mean you know the fact that they're obviously already a small market team and they are currently burying themselves by their performance. Um, it seems like they are maybe hoping to leverage that fact to just you know. Just sneak Miles in on the edge of the bench there sometime this season and uh, <laughs> just little by little work him into the game just to, you know, get him back up to speed. Who even freaking knows? But, like, at this point, <clears throat> at, at this point of the season, right, we're, like, it seems pretty, pretty clear the Hornets aren't going to do very much. But I would say, like, more so than that, I feel most confident being this far into the season that uh, the Knicks are also just not that team so far. Uh, really just not working in their favor. Uh, I mean, obviously you've got, um, you've got that trade working out in their favor for Jalen Brunson. No yes. trade. So clearly they've got, uh, they've yeah. got Jalen Brunson. Performing. Space, baby. He's, <laughs> he's doing his thing, but, uh, you know, just, just, a, just a few States over, there's this place called Cleveland, Ohio. That's got this guy named Donovan Mitchell. Cleveland! Uh, who, you know what? Like now nah, we'll keep, it's okay. We'll keep Quentin Grimes. We'll keep RJ Barrett. It's fine. And who I don't think Quentin Grimes has played a single minute this season, by the way. We uh they he can, started last they night. They can have Donovan no, Mitchell. Kidding. We want those guys and yeah. we want to hold on to hope. That's that's what we want to keep instead of trading for Donovan Mitchell. Because right now, like it's not great for the Knicks. Their only wins, they're three and four currently, and their only wins have come against the Magic, the Pistons, and the Hornets. So not, not looking super great. I just so think far. they're destined to be like a 500 team. That's that's. I know. Of, yeah, I think the Knicks are the definition of average. Yeah. They have they have they don't have any super duper stars, but they also you know I think their rotation is filled out with decent NBA players. Yeah, they're competent. Um, I think and they have a coach that's going to get them to play hard. They they went down to you know they just beat the Sixers last night, even though the Sixers didn't have uh, Embiid or Maxi. But they did um, have Maxi. They didn't have Harden. 
All right, I'm sorry, and Peter Harden. That's yeah. what I meant to say because I'm thinking about Tyrese Maxey. I think we're all thinking about bit. Tyrese Maxey a little bit. <laughs> Boy, hot cross don't take, right there. Don't take Jason's take. Don't take his take. Yeah, I just I think the Knicks are. <laughs> I mean, I they still they still have cap space, right? So who knows what could happen? But I just the roster is I don't think built to make a playoff run or even probably sniff the actual playoffs i think they're probably a play-in team at best i feel like it's a little like miami pre-jimmy and that it's like a bunch of players that it's like this really nice supporting cast ready for ready for a guy a, that kind uh-huh. of ready for a leader tie it together you know ready, um, ready for we'll someone see. who in the words of dan would say is a leader of men exactly shocked shocked i tell you <laughs> shocked i tell you uh, my, uh, I'm going to go positive with my 2.5 weeks take, which is Toronto Raptors, bro. Yeah, baby. Toronto Raptors. Mm. I think they're going to win the division at this point. You think so? And that's a, and that's a good, and it's the division with the Celtics, the Sixers, the okay. Knicks, the Nets. I think the Raptors are winning that division. Wow. Let me throw a little, uh, let me put, a, throw, throw some little stats keys into your little ear. Ooh, holes. okay. I'm ready. Buckle up. <clears throat> My ear holes are ready. Third, excuse me. <laughs> third in offensive efficiency as of wow this evening. That's actually this surprising morning for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Third okay. in offense, seventh in defense. That's like title contender to have contenders. both of yeah. Uh, that is wow. Yeah. Both of those coexisting. Now, where did you pull yeah. those stats? Were those off of uh, Twitter? Or? Uh, it's just- <laughs> was that was that the at Toronto Superfan for Life <laughs> account? I actually went on this little uh, this little website called NBA.com. We oh. have that in Europe also. Jason, come um, on. That's not a little website. Who do you think we are? <laughs> little, uh, little, uh, you know, little <laughs> sort by per 100 possessions. Yeah, I, know, I know how to hey, do okay. a few things. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, uh, Pascal's balling out. Um, uh, Scotty Barnes is shooting 42% from three. Which is in addition to his game that I don't think anybody expected this early. No, I was not expecting uh, that. OG, OG is shooting over forty percent from three. They're deep as all get out. Um, so if if one of their guys gets hurt, and they have a, they have Nick Nurse, who is just going to as long as they don't have to play in Tampa, Florida, <laughs> is going to keep these guys rolling out there every night. And like, I mean, it's wild. They put this just this week. 139 on the Hawks, 143 on the Spurs. Like, yeah. And if you just look look at the other teams in the division, we just talked about the Knicks. We just talked about the Nets. Mass. I think the Sixers are going to, you know, I, I think they're going to get it back on track to some extent, but they're already a little bit in, in the hole record-wise. And Boston, I mean, they're, they're 19th in defense right now. Like, until Robert Williams comes back and until, you know, uh, Time they Lord, baby. figure something else out. I, I I think that I think Toronto's just going to keep racking up the wins. All of their losses are to teams that are, you know, at least more talented than them. Even if I think they lost maybe one game to the Nets, or um, but yeah, I mean, I they I think they're going to beat the bad teams. They're going to compete with the good teams. And I I don't know if it's you know I I think the playoffs will probably just end up being a learning experience for them. Um, but I, I, I definitely think regular season wise they're going to be there, and they're going to they're going to win the Atlantic Division, which is something I would not have said before the season. I love it. Yeah, and I don't think anyone take. else would have said that either, uh, because the only reason the Raptors were really in anyone's conversations was during all the trade talks in the off season, because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, Gary Trent Jr., blah blah, <clears throat> blah like they've got pieces," and then it kind of went under the radar because there are so many at the moment there are so many potentially good teams. And, yeah. and and so Raptors are just getting buried in all the news and they're getting buried by the other potentially good teams at the moment. But uh, I, I really if think the Raptors are going to stand out if they continue. Like, they'll actually be talked about more, I guess, being my main point. They'll get highlighted a lot more in the coming weeks as um, as as the season kind of gets into cruise control. I mean, the media was know, pretty uh, high on them, right? Coming into the season. Yeah, like the I think the the sickos like to like to point out that they were going to be pretty good. The sickos, um, yeah, yeah, were, but like not not the them, top. But, they weren't considered like kind of in the foam of the of the of the delicious beverage of the top teams that people like to drink from. So the froth. But if they stay this good, how good <laughs> is Masai going to look for not make for not trading the the hall for Kevin Durant? If they stay, if they're this good yeah. and they have all this room to get better, whew, 
about that. Back to your Siakam point, I was just looking at his stats. I mean, 25, 9, and 8, that's... that's uh, Those are big boy numbers. College level. No, that's professional level. That's uh, that's, <coughs> profe- that's professional grade right there. He's... I mean, it's, it's so funny to watch him because it feels like generating offense for him is so hard, <laughs> but... <laughs> He's no, still, I mean, so much it's so it's so many spin moves and dribble through the legs and behind the back. And but I mean, that's yeah, I mean, the, and the team, I don't know, like I, you're they're well coached. They've got a solid roster. I actually think that they could potentially make a deep run of the playoffs, too. If this continues. I think the I think the key point for them X's and O's wise is that they're number one in fast break offense. Um and when you have all those long arms, Harassic Park, as it's been referred to <laughs> by Wob, like when you have Harassic Park on defense and then you can and then you're committed to getting out and running, that's how you have number three offense, even though most of your guys have to make it look difficult to get buckets in the half court. But yeah, it's awesome. So you're saying there's a chance for the Raptors to to do well and make a make a playoff run? I could see a second round. I think again, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a learning experience. And then they're going to build on it from there. But yeah, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, this is the NBA. So I think long playoff runs is going to depend on one of those guys turning into that dude. And I love, I love Pascal. I love his numbers. We've seen him in the playoffs. I don't think he can be that dude. He's got the Um, resume, but he's got the resume for, for, to be a playoff team. But if Scotty, if Scotty Barnes is going to keep shooting over 40% from three and keep oh. improving in all the other ways, man, he could be that dude. I don't, yep. Do you think he's that guy on, on, he's not really like a creator of his own shot though. That's my one. I mean, I think he could, he could evolve into that, but I think he's like the perfect second or third guy on like a legit title contender eventually. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't think anybody saw uh, the current version of Giannis coming about eight years ago. So mm-hmm. who knows? So Scotty Barnes is Giannis yeah. now? Is that what we're... <clears throat> oh, <laughs> I mean... Guys, did everyone, did you hear that? Jason just said that he thinks that Scotty Barnes is the next Giannis. How dare you? Um, I, speaking of other teams that uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a, put a positive spin on since I've been negative... N- what's the male version of negative Nancy? Negative Norbert? <laughs> negative <laughs> Norbert's a pretty common ne- name, right? Negative negative Ned. Negative Ned. Um Cleveland, I know you mentioned them. Cleveland is for real, for real. I think yep. that they what's going on with your lighting? Oh. Jay. Is that is everything okay? Dog. There's a different kind of electricity here. It's- Jay, is this friend that you've been traveling with just hold like did you tell them just to hold a light on you for this whole time we're talking? He's like, Tell they them are, to sit down. Gosh, come on. I can't do this for much I think, longer. I think he would best be described as an indentured servant. Oh, wow. That's an indentured servant. Wow. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you say indentured, indentured servant? Indentured. Yeah, I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> this that is called really an indentured servant. So, Cleveland, this is for you. Uh, they have. The seven, they have the seventh best offense, second best defense, and the best net rating in the league right now. My granted, I looked at their, I looked at their, uh, their schedule and the teams that they played. It hasn't necessarily been the, uh, the hardest sort of gauntlet of teams that they've gone against, but still, they the only loss they've had. They're seven and one. The only loss they've had is was the first game they played against Toronto on opening night. Um, since then, seven straight wins. Uh, again, competition hasn't necessarily been the greatest, but they do have two overtime wins against Boston, and both of those games were super fun. Um, Donovan is just on an absolute scorched earth tear right now. He's averaging 31, seven assists, four rebounds, one and a half steals per game. He's shooting almost 44% from three. And not on like, you know, two or three attempts. He's launching. He's launching grand slams and he's launching three pointers. He's launching grand slams Um, from, but seriously, he'll pop these like 25 footers. (laughs) Man, it's good to be back. Uh, Garland and Mitchell have barely even played together. They're still seven and one. I just, I feel like Donovan has like, he's like reinvigorated. He just has a a joy about him again, which is, is nice to see after, you know, it feels like he was he was completely checked out most of last season in Utah. 
Um, yeah. And you've got, you know, Garland and Mitchell yeah. are obviously a small backcourt, especially defensively. But when you have Allen and, and Mobley, a.k.a. Kevin Garnett 2.0, they're in the front court <laughs> as the second line of defense. I mean, they they are the, the real deal. The, the one sort of concern I have about, because I actually, I mean, I think they could be a legit contender potentially if this if they can keep this up the one concern i have is that wing position um they've got right now they're kind of running out a uh a, a, a rotation of levert isaac okoro and dean wade esquire is there a wider name in the nba than dean wade i mean he sounds like a personal injury attorney <laughs> <laughs> call, call joe dean wade dean wade <laughs> Oh man. So I, I mean, I, I think that if they can sort of shore up their, their depth and again, if they can find that fifth guy, look out, look out. They're coming for you league. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out I almost kind of like the, I almost like the idea that based on matchups, they either go with Levert or a Coro, right? Like if they need a little defense, maybe they need a little extra punch on the offense. It could be fun. And, and then when they when, when they want both, they put in Dean Wade and they put in <laughs> They put in the secret weapon, Dean Wade. Dean Wade, <laughs> LLC. <laughs> LLC. Let's scooch on to this next segment. And I kind of hinted at a little bit earlier by mentioning. So you're saying there's a chance. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. Telling me there's a chance. <laughs> like one in what a million. What are the chances? So you're telling me. <laughs> what are the What are the chances a schoolgirl like me and a schoolboy like you end up together? <laughs> I feel like people are going to quickly realize that. Um, I would say our humor, but mostly my humor is made up of like 99.9 percent just movie and. Yeah, just like, like really comedy dumb comedies and YouTube that videos we, that we watched in college and high school. Yeah. If only we could use GIFs on a podcast, then they would really see your genius. GIFs. I'm sorry, did you Look say that? GIFs? GIFs. I'm sorry, what? Jiffy, oh, I'm like sorry. peanut Are we butter? Doing GIFs. Oh man. Oh, do we say, okay. Do we I thought say you said which one is it? Completely uh, different. Is it GIFs or GIFs? Or it's got... GIFs in Europe. GIFs uh, in America. Oh, that's yeah. okay. So you know, European man. lingo. You're yeah, on top of Jeeps. it, Jason. Look Jeeps. at you. You're like a chameleon, <laughs> just fitting in naturally amongst the French. You know, I'm just like, a, I'm really a citizen of the world. Oh, it's, you know? uh, it's actually pronounced a Jeep. Oh, see. <laughs> so oh, see, 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 see. Ooh, nice, nice. Oh, oh as you Americans say, the Gif. <laughs> the Gif. All right. Even though we're not super far into the season, we're in a spot where like, Hey, like, wow, we're starting to see some, some, some patterns, some patterns are being established, including some of the not so good patterns. Right. But we're still seeing signs of hope with some of these teams that don't have very good patterns established for themselves. What do we see there? In who do we see a chance amongst the, the players of the teams who are not doing well to turn it around? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I looked at the list that we put together before recording this and uh so the teams that we were really kind of honing in on were those that had high-ish expectations coming into the season um so lakers nets sixers heat warriors clippers timberwolves i threw the kings in there because i think there were at least hopes that they could make the playoffs i gotta be honest with you guys i don't really feel great about any of those teams (laughs) i uh i don't I, I certainly don't feel great about the Lakers. We've already talked about the Nets. The Sixers, I mean, Embiid is out. Now Harden's out for a month. Um, they haven't gotten off to a good start, so I think they're going to be treading water. Kings, again, don't look great. Warriors are, I don't know if you guys caught the uh, the Warriors Magic game the other night, but they let the Magic hang 130 points on them. Their yeah, defense is awful right now. Um, then you've got, again, Clippers, Kawhi, what the heck is going on there? Timberwolves. This Rudy and Cat thing, like, oh, who saw that coming? What a shock that two lumbering <laughs> seven-foot big men aren't playing well together and Ant-Man is not happy and has com- been complaining about the clogged lanes that he uh, needs to sky over dudes. I-, I heard a stat in a podcast the other day. I think it was I think it was maybe the low post where uh, where they said that Anthony Edwards has zero dunks this entire season so far. He doesn't have, oh, a, single, he doesn't have a single dunk. That's, that is a crime. Oh, Isn't that insane? That makes me sad. That's like, that actually makes me sad. 
it does. Goodness. But I so the team the really the only team that I think I I feel somewhat good about is Miami, and that's really just because of hashtag Heat culture. Uh, you know, you've got <laughs> I know Jimmy's hurt right now, but I think they have the infrastructure, and I personally feel like Spo is maybe the best coach in the league, and it's just a history of overachieving. Spo is with, gonna Spo. Spo gonna Spo. He's gonna pull guys out of you know the most random locations and put together a competent team. So I think they'll, uh, I think they'll be able to turn it around, but interested to hear your guys' thoughts. I'll tell you one way they could turn it around. If they were to uh, get Kyle Lowry, send him to the old East coast and bring back maybe a little six man of the year candidate. You mean to the West coast? I don't know how, how things work in Europe, Jason, but um, California is the West Coast in the United <laughs> California States. California is actually east of here. Yeah. Oh, again, again, okay, he's okay. just you trying know. to, he's being a great tourist visitor. He's, <laughs> he's speaking the way they speak over there. Okay. East is West and West is East. All right. Oh, oh Lowry for that guy. Who says no? That guy is Honestly, Russell I Westbrook. Say no. <laughs> MVP candidate, according to the Lakers crowd last night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was chanting. Goodness <laughs> That, that um, you can actually do whispering the word former. They were whispering former before they <laughs> shouted MVP. Former MVP. Former uh, MVP. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. <laughs> uh, I'm always down to uh, to talk optimistically about Miami. Miami is uh, is is consistently been my east east team that I was rooting for until I fell in love with Joel Embiid. And that's how I move on to the team that I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be optimistic about, which is the Sixers. Um, I watched the, a little bit of the Sixers uh, uh, Knicks game. Um, that the lost. Sixers lost by one, I think, um, one possession. And you know, we were just talking earlier. Like the Knicks are a competent basketball team. I think they're the definition of average, definition of replacement level. And the Sixers with no no Embiid, no Harden, had a, like a seven, eight point lead on them. Basically, the entire game fell fell apart at the end. But um, and but that's because they're they're super deep, and especially at guard where they needed the most right now with Harden out, they've got guys. That's um, true. And and honestly, at this point, I think I think I think we're we're justified in saying that the Sixers have three stars, Maxi dude. Like, he's he's, he's there the now. real deal. Yeah, he's there now. He's averaging twenty five. Uh, I think it's forty eight percent from the floor, forty three, forty four from three right now. Like, um, and he plays with such like get up and go. He's like, so he's just fast, always man. aggressive. He took like twenty nine shots last night too, which was incredible. Oh, and I think and I'm sure he loved it. Oh yeah, and, and it was super efficient. Oh, he will never. He will. I will say this right now. He will never win Coward of the Week. Never. <laughs> <laughs> A future segment that we will introduce. He would yes. be honored to hear you say that too. I think. Never. I think he's not afraid to shoot. That is for sure. He has confidence. I think he's a star. Roof, roof. I, I think, think so it's, too. I think it's. Do you know? I don't know. I, I didn't see how long Joel is out for. It seems like it's a short, a very short term injury. Um, he's only missed a couple games, I think, and um, but. Yeah, maybe you can look it up for us. But like, if I I think Harden being out, I you know, Harden was balling. He was playing very well. But I think it was kind of upsetting the natural kind of ecosystem of the team. So Harden being out might end up being a little bit of a blessing because it's going to make him make Joel kind of take the team back um, uh, while he's out. Kind of go back to being that number one option, and then have let let Maxi keep doing his thing. Um, it, hopefully it will force Joel to kind of like, you know, get up, get off his butt and 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 uh, and, and get in shape, um, play his way into shape a little quicker than he would otherwise. It's crazy um, that he came into the season that, out of shape again. That's nuts. We've never seen that before. <laughs> you know, we we thought we had turned over a new new leaf. So this says that he's day to day with uh, with an illness. So right, probably coming back right. anytime now. Yeah. So, and the thing about the Sixers is, you know, they've had great regular seasons. They were the number one seed going to the playoffs last year. Like, that's, you know, what I think when we're, what we're talking about when it comes to their long-term fate is the long-term. We're talking about, about they need to get right by playoff time. And obviously they need to make it. 
should probably try to be in the top six. They don't have to be in the play-in. Um, but I think there's plenty of time um, for them to get to where they want to be for when the games matter. Um, now, do we want, do you, is it ideal to have uh, Glenn Rivers be your coach when the games matter? Mm. Certainly not. Um, certainly not. But uh, I, I at least have some optimism that they can, you know, uh, get to a place where they're going to make a deep run, if not actually win the, the whole thing, like, like a lot of people were talking about them doing it before the season. But You know yeah. who we haven't mentioned one time, which I think is just the, 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 the irony behind this is so great? Tobias Harris. We haven't mentioned yeah. this guy one time. He's averaging like 13 points a game. Can you guys imagine? This dude's making like 40 plus million dollars a year. It's like the equivalent <laughs> of you're working at a company and you're providing value doing something and they're like, hey, we want you to actually change your job and now your job, we just need you to stand here by the door and hold this you're door open of the for people. Seat. You're president of the back seat. Can you hold this door? And 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 you're like, but I can... I, I swear, I, I promise I can do more than that. Like, no, 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 no. It's fine. You just hold this door. We're going to pay you $250,000 a year. We're going to give you a raise because of your great performance. And just just stand here and that's all we need from you. I mean, his he to be to be making that much money and have absolutely zero, like you, he's never going to be the fall guy. It's incredible. I think nope. I think Ben Simmons is is jealous. <laughs> oh no no doubt about it it's like how do i get that deal toby yeah. toby is required to shoot the ball from outside of the paint he is he's also so required that, that to good. shoot goldfish commercials as well and they're great i mean toby and Bobby, give me more give me more toby and Bobby content it's just always if more you're toby getting and Bobby. paid 45 million or however much he's making a year to shoot threes and you're like good not great at it i mean let's yeah. be nice why aren't Toby and Joel better friends? Like, why why isn't Joel doing a, great doing a, a Bobby impression? He's, he seems like a delightful fellow. Great sense of humor. Maybe there's just no room in Toby's life. Yeah. For maybe, maybe what, what Bobby still... already provides as a friend, you know? Yeah. So Bobby's it. been cheating on him with Luca, though. Yeah. He's not even on the Mavs anymore. You realize that, right? Where is Bobby? Uh, yes, of course. Let's I play the realize. let's play the where is Boban Marjanovic <laughs> now without Googling it. Don't Google it. Okay, okay, okay. He is on. <laughs> you guys ready for this? Drum roll. He is on the Houston Rockets. What? <laughs> no. He was in How the Christian Wood trade. Oh, I mean, look at I, me. That's, I'm that's like your guys' right. own personal Twitter. Yeah, you're in. That that was a such oh, a deep, deep tracks that I deep tracks. Only. Yeah, he's probably averaging <laughs> like two minutes a game, but he's there and still probably hanging out with Luca, even though they're not on the probably, team anymore. Probably, it's a short drive from Houston to Dallas. It's the mud pie <clears throat> moment of the week, and Jason, it is all yours to dish out the mud. Okay, so apart from Kyrie using too small of a slice, you know. <laughs> Um, I, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of candidates. I thought about, um, little Rudy G, uh, shooting his first. I think that shot landed, uh, back in Utah, <laughs> um, uh, in, in, in salt, salt Lake city in the, the yeah. drying lake that we have. It was, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with a little something maybe you may not expect, which is a little hate for the Golden State Warriors. Ooh! <laughs> that is... Wow, did you leave part of your true self behind in the States when you went to You're France? You're a changed man. A, I'm just growing so much. I, like, is it the I, food? I, I, I'm just... Are you just like hap- a happier person in general? All the time now because mm. I see things from different perspectives. You're enlightened, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. You know, it makes it, uh, makes it easy when they lose five straight. Uh, five straight games. I'm also in a very um, emotionally raw place when it comes to um, uh, try- teams trying to defend championships. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're in year three of a, a, a really, uh, really rough title defense in, in Los Angeles basketball, and year one of a similarly rough title defense in, in uh, Los Angeles professional football. Uh, and so these teams that come back from winning the title and have all of the same players. And for some reason it's looks different. 
some reason, all of a sudden, the Warriors uh, are literally last in the league, when or, well, or first in the league, depending on how you look at it. First in the league in fouls and free throws uh, per game given up. Um, they they cannot defend without fouling. In, and so the, the moment is is not the not the full five game losing streak, but the pinnacle game four of five, which was losing to the Orlando Magic um, after having like a sixteen up, point lead. Yeah, <sighs> giving up one hundred and thirty to the Orlando Magic. The disparity in free throws. Orlando shot forty six free throws, oh and the Warriors shot fifteen. Oh, they've got that's... more trips to the free throw line. Jalen <sighs> Suggs shot 11 free throws in the game and I think had 26, 27 points. Wow. Um, my guess is Jalen Suggs has not shot double digit free throws at least since college. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and here's the thing, like, like the, the, the five teams of this in this five game losing streak, Charlotte, Detroit, e. E. Miami, Orlando, New Orleans. The combined record of those five teams in that losing streak, sixteen and thirty. Yikes! Yeah, not. And great. they didn't. They, they didn't play any of their starters against New Orleans last night, which was strange. yeah. They, yeah, they just that uh, that would be that would have been the mud pie if they had actually played their guys. But um, but yeah, they've contributed five of the sixteen wins that those five teams have. Um, it's wild. That is that is fascinating to hear that breakdown that way. But here's the thing, love him or hate him, you cannot really blame Steph Curry for all of this. No. Steph, you can't blame Steph is balling. He is balling. And to back that up, the Warriors are plus 33 with him on the floor and negative 62 with him on the bench. Man. It is it is absolutely night and day difference. Night lost in the dark matter of space, and day you are g- having your flesh consumed by the sun. Difference when Steph is on and off the court with the Warriors. This is going to be an interesting. I think honestly, I think this will be a somewhat of a career defining season for um, Mr. Kerr, Mr. Steve Kerr, yeah. oh, to see Kerr. what he can do to kind of. <laughs> to kind of turn this, uh, I can't roll my tongue very well, so I'm not even going to try. But uh, this will be this will be a defining moment for him. Like, is he going to coast and kind of be like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm the Warriors coach now, you know, and kind of however we are, I'm just their coach and I'll be here forever until they fire me and really, you know, whatever they want to do because I've brought so much success to the team in the past. Or is he going to be like, as the very natural, um, charismatic leader that he is? going to rally his guys or at least go to the billionaire pocket lined uh, front office and be like, we, you know, we, we need to get Steph some help. Clay, we're not going to talk about clay. Clay is clay. It feels like, it feels like clay is going to have a statue built next to Steph's statue in gold in, in San Francisco. Uh, no matter how we see clay's play go down, they're not going to like, they'll never get rid of him unless he's like super, super old and his values has already gone down the hill. They love clay after everything Clay's been through with his injuries, they're just going to keep taking care of him because even with whatever physicality he has left, he does well with it. They need to get Steph help and uh, maybe they need to get Draymond into some anger management because who knows when that will explode again. They're paying like $500 million on their payroll right now. So I, they have I, the same roster. They just won yeah, the I know. championship. I, I think they'll, they'll be able to turn it around, but I think people's opinions of are they a legit, like are they the standout Western Conference team, bar none, yeah. they're going to the finals again. Team, I I don't think people can right. say that confidently anymore. No, There's not, too much. Not at all. Not at all. I anymore. mean, both on court and off the court, and the young guys. I mean, that's a, that's been a huge focus of the media too. The young guys are, are not working out. I think as well as they they thought they would. Obviously, outside of Jordan yeah. Poole, but Jordan Poole too. I mean, he's not a not necessarily a known as a stout defender. So I don't think he's going to help Ooh. with uh, with 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 that at all. So. Kaminga's barely in the rotation. Like, yeah, yeah it's wild. Um, I'm just going to take it right back to the original Mud Pie text of I think you should leave, which is, I think Jordan Peele is a gift to this team and to Draymond. You should have just liked the gift! <laughs> <laughs> also, you just called him Jordan Peele, which is great, so... 
again. <laughs> it'll, 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 oh my goodness! It's fine. We know we know you're talking about. I think that's a sign that we should probably uh, wrap this up. Let Jason go. Fall like put his head into a bowl of spaghetti and fall asleep. <laughs> Spaghetti. That, that's Spaghetti, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Spaghetti. Bubble trials. Spaghetti. <laughs> Incredible. Well, I, it's it, it, it's really quick. Final final point on the Warriors, like they, you know, not only are they not being talked about as a top power in the world, they're just like they're not themselves anymore. Steph is still that person. Um, they're not, you know, that delirious brand of offense, the of a fast break passing uh, ball movement. It was delirious. It's not that's it's not there anymore. It's it's yeah. They're like bottom three in pace right now. They're playing really slow. The the, the collective um, the collective degradation of enough players on their team of not just playing to that same level has created this sum overall. Uh, effect of just disappearance of this delirious style of offense. Enough people aren't playing that to that level anymore, just enough that it's just kind of gone now. So we shall see where the Warriors end up. But uh, man, I'm, I'm sad we couldn't have Dan on today. Of course, Zach will eventually join us. We didn't get any of Dan's kind will of uh, colloquialisms. <laughs> will, will Zach join us? Someday. Who knows? Does that exist or is he just a figment of our imagination? For now, he's the hero that we need him to be. Situation? And he's out it saving is, the world. Yeah. yeah. People on the people that listen to the pod are like, is Zach a, is does Zach actually exist or is this like just some fake guy that they made up? We promise. It, it's he's to real. keep people listening, right? Maybe we we just completely made him up so that it's like, hey, I'm just listening the to see intrigue. if they talk about if this Zach guy shows up the that they keep talking man. about. The stat <laughs> man. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will be uh, an amazing day when we finally see this Zach person who I've apparently known since high school. We'll see. But that does it for today. Boom. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.